episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Games Cast. Once again, my name is Adam. And I am Joe. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. Joe, happy belated Cinco de Mayo. Ooh. Was there another holiday I missed? Yep. There was so many holidays this weekend, both official and unofficial. Uh, uh, Friday yes. was Star Wars Day, so may the 4th be with you. Ugh. Yeah. You don't like that one? Mm. I went out looking for deals and stuff. Nothing. No and then cool things what's happen. the Revenge of the... F- oh, so Cinco de Mayo was also a Revenge of the Fifth? I've also heard people say Revenge of the Sixth, and I don't like that one as much. Yeah, Revenge of the Fifth makes more sense. Yeah, it's the next day. Yeah. Yeah, so it was Revenge of the Fifth, as well as Cinco de Mayo, as well as the Kentucky Derby. So oh, I, like, I did I did watch the Kentucky Derby. Wow, a sports thing. Yep. Yeah? Did you did you put any money down on any horses? No. No. I don't know Jackson about horse racing. Yeah. I went over my friend was having like a Kentucky Derby party and he invited me over and I went over and I'm like, Why the fuck are we watching the Kentucky Derby? Yeah. Like but apparently he's a big horse racing guy. No, we yeah, we had And it was like it was sat there and watched like forty minutes of build up for like a two second race and I was like, That's it? Is it over? Is it's it like the two whole minutes. thing? Yeah. It's yeah. Two minutes. It's, I mean we there was a lot it. of buildup for that. Yeah, I like I went over to my friend's house as well, and we didn't watch any of the like the preamble or anything like that. Like, just, we just skipped right to the actual race. Yeah, we just waited till the race started. Like we were outside. It was a oh, I mean, yeah, we were we were all like sitting around shooting the shit and stuff. We weren't like actively watching all the buildup, but we were just like making fun of the names of the horses and shit like that. Oh, it's not the horses' fault. It's their <laughs> damn trainers. It's their fault. I I always kind of wondered what the naming convention went into race horses. It's, it's always just like the most random shit that makes no sense. Well, it makes sense to them and it probably fits into some story that they have that they can then tell on horse racing talk shows if those exist or whatever the I'm horse sure. racing network is. One of them pissed me off because the horse's name was Audible and it had the Audible logo like on the jockey's pants. And I was like, they just named the horse after a product that sponsored it. Yeah, that's fine. That's fair. No, that's that that's is, a, makes that's sense. A cheap. You were just saying that the horse's names don't make any sense. That one makes perfect sense. No, no. Yeah, it makes I mean, it makes it makes sense, but it still it seems like such a fucking cop out. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> it would be like the horse was named McDonald's. Hey, that's possible next year. Uh, probably sponsorship. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it was, uh, it was kind of exciting. It was really muddy. Yeah, it was super muddy. I'm always intrigued by watching the horse races when it's like super muddy because, you know, that's not how that's not what you practice in. That's not, you know, you can't simulate those kinds of game day conditions. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. We were disappointed because there was a local horse. There was one from like New Haven or something like yeah, that yeah. that was he racing. Did well. He did not do well. Did we were all do. like, like, come on, represent Connecticut. And we're like, he represented Connecticut. Uh, <laughs> poor... Poor Connecticut. Yeah. Um, yesterday was also Free Comic Book Day. So oh yeah. Unofficial holiday, but official as well. Didn't get any comic books. I was doing yard work. Yeah. Yeah. But you went out. Yes. Did, did anything? Anything? Nothing happened. No. It wasn't busy anywhere. It yeah. Was it like, seems like it's a dying. I didn't care thing. about any of the free books. Like the one place, the first place we went to that had books out, they said what they were like crazy packed at 10 a.m. when they opened. So like people were still excited about it, but. Um, we were just going and looking for, you know, collectibles and deals and sales and stuff like that. Nobody really had any, so it was kind of a bummer. Uh, I got some pop figures, uh, but that was pretty much it. Nothing really, nothing really jumped out at us yeah, in terms for, of, like, cool stuff for the free comic book day. I wasn't all that, like, interested in going just because it feels like one of those things where, like, every year I leave more and more disappointed. Because, I mean, we used to go, like, at 
you know, Nine store o'clock. store opening, like yeah. stand in line for an hour beforehand. Yeah. Well, they and like it used stuff. to be, yeah. I mean, there used to be like you got really cool stuff. There would be like exclusive, not just you know. Uh, uh, the books are always whatever. Yeah, like, the books. But you know, you would be like, "Hey, there's an exclusive, you know, um, I don't know, like knickknacks and action figures and all like, sorts of things like that." And it just seems Hero like clicks back when we were playing Hero Clicks, like you get yeah. an exclusive Hero Click for the Thor movie or whatever. It ended yeah, up being. Um, and then you know, like hardcover fancy books and stuff. Yeah, and it just seemed like as time went on and on, it just became more like, "Hey, it's like a double sided like Mega Man and Archie book." Yay! I mean, it is the one time a year I read my Bongo Simpsons comics uh, <laughs> or remember that Mouse Guard is a thing. Yeah. The one time of year I do that, so it's a it's a tradition. But yeah, no, I didn't really care about any of the books. We were just going for, you know, deals on, on like collectibles and pop figures and stuff, and nobody really had any. Like, I picked up some pop figures just because they were in a clearance bin at Barnes & Noble. And then I had they, a coup- they weren't part of any sale. No, and anything. then I had a coupon at Hot Topic to buy an exclusive figure. So, like, that was what I got. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, the the comic book store didn't have any deals or anything like that or any figures that we were looking for. Uh, so it was kind of a it was kind of a bust. But it was nice just like hanging out, being outside, like going from store to store. Obviously, being in the mall is not being outside, but going from store to store and stuff and being outside was cool. Mm. Uh, but but yeah, that was the extent of all of the hustle and bustle of the holidays weekend. Um, but during the week, we play a game. So Joe, what did you play this week? Uh, I played quite a few things this week. Uh, obviously, there was more God of War, which I am still greatly enjoying. Me too. Uh, the only like criticism I really feel like it can have for the game is that the um, the enemies feel incredibly repetitive. Yeah, and that's a God of War problem. Yeah, from, from yeah. Way back, so like I I don't know what they could have done to vary it up, just because like you have to have so many waves and waves of enemies typically. Like that's the staple of the game is that you're constantly under attack, mm-hmm. um, and there's only so many variations on those. Uh, but what they do a good job of, I think, is that even though there are similar enemies, like they pair them up in different ways each time. To so make it be like, here's two winged ones, and here's two bruisers. When next time it's going to be four winged ones and one bruiser, and like they just kind of play with the numbers and, of and it. Like which two like. of those nightmares. Yeah, so I think that's pretty cool at the very least. So it changes it up a little bit. But no, I, I I get what you're saying that they are a little repetitive. Yeah. Um. But yeah, still still really enjoying that. I feel like I've like hit the point where the game is like truly opened up, and there's just so much stuff to do right now that I'm like almost feeling overwhelmed with like, oh man, what do I like? Do I want to go over here do this mission? Do I want to go over here do this mission? I still haven't seen what this area over here does. There's clearly something over there. Like, it, it feels so open now that I'm like really really enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and actually, um, I dusted off my PS Vita and downloaded the God of War collection on the Vita just cause I was like, when I was at work and like had nothing to do, I was still having that God of War itch. It, yeah. And, uh, it like really, really makes me feel bad for what happened with the Vita because like if this game had come out like seven years ago, we would have had like God of War like Kratos's Fury or something like that as like a spin-off game of the new God of War. That would have been like a great little handheld game to play. Something that bridged the gap between 3 and this. Yeah, it's like something about like Kratos meeting his wife or something, you yeah. know, like a little side story thing that would have been cool. It's proprietary memory cards, man. Yeah. If that thing had taken a micro SD or an SD card, I think it would have been fine. Yeah. I completely forgot about that being the thing too cuz I was like 
I need to buy a like bigger memory card to fit in this thing. I was like, oh Good shit, luck. I gotta pay fucking seventy bucks for like a sixteen gig memory card. What yeah, the fuck? The system is dead for all intents and purposes, uh, and the memory cards are still full price. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it sucks. I kind of just want to go find someone trying to unload on an eBay auction that like is like I just don't even care about the system. I'll sell it for whatever, but it comes with a thirty two gig memory card, and the <laughs> the auction's only a hundred dollars. I'm like, I'll buy it just for the fucking memory card. Yeah, I don't even care. Uh, so yeah, poor Vita, man. It was a good, like, I'm like, I had it out and I'm like playing it and playing this game and I'm like, man, this system was fucking great. Like, God damn it. Why'd it have to fail? Yeah. In the lead up to, to God of War coming out, I, I, uh, I played the God of War collection on Vita. I mm-hmm. took it with me to, to PAX. I can't believe it doesn't have three. I can. Why? I mean, why Vita have a... can't run a PS3 game? Eh, I guess. Not like that. Yeah. I mean, it could, couldn't it? Uh, I don't know. Not one like that. Like that was a. You know, yeah, you're right. It was a pretty PS3 impressive game. PS3 game, um, but I don't think it could. Like, it could definitely run the PS2 games. It's powerful enough for that. Yeah, and, and even then, like, there's some hiccups and some lag in that in that port. Like, it's not a great one to one port, uh, but it does a good enough job. The trouble also is those back touchpads and the emphasis on oh, touch God. controls. That's the most annoying part of trying to play that. It's like open really up the box, that. like to open up a box, press on the back, and I'm like, yeah. fucking hitting it, going like, come on, open the fucking box. Yeah, I. I really want that. I know they won't, but I really want them to try again and just give me a thing with two triggers and oh, like a new yeah handheld yeah like I yeah. Would, I'd be such a sucker for it. It wouldn't even matter. Like make and I bet you now you can make one powerful enough to play PS3 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Switch yeah. can. I know. Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, you'd want to shrink it down a little bit because I don't think I'd want a a huge tablet. I would want a Switch sized PS3. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. I don't think I would want that. No, me neither. If they made it so that way it's like it's a little bit smaller than a Switch and it was like, hey, guess what? It can also play your downloaded PS3 games as well. Like we figured out a way for it to do that. I'd be like, okay, yeah. No, all right, I'm in. Yeah. Like I'd be such a sucker for that. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, that that collection's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Like I'm enjoying it it, playing it. Yeah. I mean it that like feels so archaic now after playing this one. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Even before playing it, I was like, "Wow, man, this is this is the pinnacle of 2006 gaming right here." And boy, <laughs> have we evolved like a lot yep. from that point. Yeah, still love those games, but we've come a long way in gaming since 2006, 2007. Yeah. Uh, also, I played uh, I played some started playing Yakuza Six. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good. Uh, I played it for like three hours, maybe, and controlled about 15 minutes a game. <laughs> Is it that cinematic? It is incredibly cinematic. I mean, on the one hand, that's good, but in three hours, you really think you only played fifteen I'm, minutes? I'm sure I'm exaggerating that a lot. But Still, but there was yeah, there was. I mean, there was a lot of points where I was playing, but like I wasn't doing much. It was just like walking around and talking to people, and then like reading very long like dialogue trees. Mm. Um, but yeah, there was like a whole lot of cutscenes going on, a whole lot of like backstory that it was doing a pretty good job of like uh, you know establishing the backstory for people who hadn't played the other ones. Um, one of those like long dialogue tree parts was like he's kind of uh, he's like laying in a hospital bed in the beginning, and you're like you know dreaming or like in a coma kind of thing, and you're walking around talking to various other characters from like the other games, and they're kind of giving you like a a story about like how they met and why they know each other to like, you know, do a little uh, building the bridge for the people who hadn't played the previous ones before this. So it's almost like you're playing a prologue of sorts to this, right? Yeah. 
I mean, it seemed like it was definitely meant more to be a setup. Yeah. Because this is the first one on the, not counting the remake of the first one yeah. and um, the prequel game. Because there was Kawame was the remake of Yakuza 1 and Zero was a prequel to it. Yeah. So this is the first like main entry in the series on the PS4. All yeah. the other ones were on PS2 and PS3. Um, so it seemed like they were like, okay, we got to like do something to like for people who hadn't played the other ones to know exactly what's going on kind yeah, of thing. chances so, are, even if you wanted to, you couldn't track down all these games to, like, catch up. Yeah. They said that they're thinking of doing a, um, like, a Yakuza collection for that because they got Yakuza, uh, Kwame as a remake of one, and there's Kwame 2 coming out. Um, those were the PS2 ones. Yeah. And then Yakuza 4, 5, or 3, 4, and 5 are on the PS3. So they said they're just going to do a, like, remastered collection of yeah. those ones so that way like you can play all of them on PS4 if you wanted to. Yeah, but 6 is already out so you'd have to wait until you yeah. those come out, you play them, you beat them and then you play 6. Yeah. So, you have to you have to play the five other games plus the prequel game. Yeah, to get the full story whereas you can watch some cutscenes in a 3-hour span and catch yeah. up on five six games worth of games. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a better way to do it. Yeah. Um but like once I actually like got control of the game like serious control of the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it definitely was really cool. Like it just kind of like wandering around Tokyo, like interacting with stuff was interesting. I didn't even like get into any of the meat and potatoes of like being a Yakuza guy and getting into fights. Like there were, I think two fights that I fought the entire time. And like the combat's pretty standard, like, you know, heavy punch, heavy kick, grab kind of thing like that. Yep. But it was still like interesting and cool. The environment interaction was like uh, a cool you know, once again, standard. There's a lot of games like that, but I liked like walking around and just like grabbing shit and beating people over the heads with it. Felt particularly brutal. Nice. Um, I didn't get like you know, like I said, I didn't get too far into it, meat and potatoes style. Um, but I definitely was like, okay, I really like this game, and like I want to get back to this after I finish God of War. So like I, I'm like, okay, I got something really interesting to get to once I'm done with God of War. Yeah. But right now, God of War is like the focus of stuff I want to actually focus on and get beat. Same. Like, there's some stuff I picked up on some sales that I really want to try. Like, I got Battlefield 1 that I never ended up playing. And, like, kind of want to play it because it seemed interesting. Um, but it's, like, God of War focus right now. And oh, wait, I want to oh be- wait, Battlefield 1. Not Battlefront? No, Battlefield 1. 1. Okay. Yeah, like the World War 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I get those confused all the fucking time. No, I had I got Battlefront one on day one yeah that's what i was like I confused for a second night. i was like no you played that yeah i definitely played that <laughs> yeah yeah and that one wouldn't matter because there's no story to it mm-hmm. so that one absolutely does not matter um no i but it's god of war focus for me right now yeah because uh, i want to play that before detroit comes out because i actually am really excited about detroit in a couple of weeks did you play anything else this week um uh, playing yakuza actually got me to play something else and i'm playing a lot of ps4 stuff right now because there's us. not there's not one a lot to play us. on the Xbox That's right, right now. There's not. That's the nope. trouble with the Xbox. It sure is trouble. Yeah. Um. Uh, playing one of the things that you could do in Yakuza is you can go to um, arcades and they're like Sega arcades. And they have Sega games in them. Uh, I only went to one, and all I had was uh, Puyo Puyo, and it's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it, the, this arcade had just two games in it: Puyo Puyo and Virtual Fighter. Um. Well, you can was play Puyo virtual? Puyo in the game because you lost your cartridge of Puyo Puyo Tetris. But, but I found it. Oh, that's right. You did find it. I did it. find it. Where was it? It was in my couch. That's exactly where I told I you. Bought a, I bought a new vacuum cleaner, and I was like, I'm going to start vacuuming stuff with my fancy new vacuum cleaner. And I removed the couch cushion, and I thought, well, I'm just going to stick my hand in the corner here and see yeah. if there's – so I don't suck up anything like that could Boring. be vital. Yeah. 
And like I pulled, I pulled it out. I was like, oh, "Well, shit, there it is." There you go. That's yeah. exactly where I told you. I will rewind the tape. That's exactly where I told you it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, good. I, and I, I you know what? I fucking looked there like three other times, <laughs> but it was that time that I found it. It's better than having it clank around inside the vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Luckily, the vacuum cleaner that I bought was one of those like. Uh, See through tube ones yeah, that you just you pull the thing it. out, and I could have been like, "Hey, what's that like little fucking black square in there?" Yeah, that looks like a switch cartridge. Yeah. Uh, note to self, Joe: don't lick it after it's been in the vacuum cleaner. Uh, yeah, I it's shouldn't have licked it at all, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, we had uh, Puyo Puyo and Virtual Fighter, and I played like through the, um, a good chunk of Virtual Fighter while playing Yakuza. How does that control? Like, how does the arcade, does it just transfer to your joystick completely? Yeah, it just plays, like, the exact same controls. Gotcha. But I played that, and I was kind of like, ah, this kind of, like, put me in the mood for playing a fighting game. Um, and um, I could have played Dragon Ball, but I, I like, couldn't bring myself to play that for some reason, even though I really like that game. Um, so I went to, like, look for what other stuff was that I had <clears throat> um, from, like, PS Plus and... Um, games with gold yeah and uh i had street fighter 4 on the games with gold on the xbox and i was like i wonder how much street fighter 5 is because street fighter 5 came out and i like went on my xbox to like look up where to download street fighter 5 that's the wrong and, like how much it cost that. and it certainly was because i wasn't aware that that was a ps4 exclusive yeah ps4 console exclusive it's on that and pc yeah so uh, that seemed really weird to me that street fighter would be a console exclusive um, yeah, it just ended up being that way. Yeah, but like I kind of got intrigued by that. I was like, I wonder why that is. So like I went on uh, online to see like how much it costs, and it was like twenty bucks at Best Buy, um, plus like the discount card. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I went in, and there was that, and then they had like the arcade edition for thirty bucks. So I just kind of went like, what's the difference? And it had like the first two character packs, so it had like another twelve extra characters or something like that. So I said, eh, fuck it. So I just bought the arcade edition. Yeah. Uh, and went home and started playing that because I found out when I was looking online that it has a story mode, which was, I was like, oh, like, has Street Fighter ever had a story mode before? I mean, it's had, like, ladders that, like, it kind of tells you it's a story. But... Yeah, but you just know that, like, Ryu fights Guile and then Ryu fights Chun-Li. Yeah, it's part of a tournament or something, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, cool, it has a story mode. So I, I bought it and I went home and I, like, put it in, I installed it and I got it all set up. And then I like went to click on play story mode and it wouldn't let me play the story mode. And it turns out that it's like a separate download. Like it's not actually on the game when you buy it. You have to like download an eight gig story mode pack. Is it free? Yes. Oh, okay. That's fine then. Yeah. But it just was really bizarre. I think it came later, but I didn't think it came later than the tournament edition would have. Yeah. That seems weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I would have thought it would have been on the disc at that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I like I downloaded it and I started playing it and it's like I mean, I was surprised at how much of like a legit fleshed out story mode it is. Yeah. Like where does it fall in the Marvel vs. Capcom Injustice to it, nowhere near as like cinematic or as good looking as Injustice 2 or the, the like the Mortal Kombat games. Yeah. But um still better than the um Marvel vs. Capcom one. The infinite. Yeah. Um, the only thing is like the voice acting is just terrible. I assume it's, is it dubbed or is it subtitled? I assume it must be dubbed. No, you can put it in English and in Japanese. Okay. Yeah. So you can play it either way. Um, but the English one is just, just off. None of the characters sound right. Like, 
I don't know exactly what I expected a lot of them to talk like sound like. It's not what you got. But it's def I like I don't sound I like I never expected uh, Ryu to sound like just generic dude. No, yeah. You're like hey, not. hey, I'm Ryu. I'm the world's greatest fighter. What's up? <laughs> yeah, that does sound like a dude. Yeah. Just like a random generic loser. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's exactly what that sounds like. But like got I him. mean, yeah. But I mean, I was, I was surprised at like the amount of effort that it went into. It, it it feels legit. Like I just kind of thought it'd be the kind of thing where like they're just standing on the stage, and, like talking head style, talking back to each other, and then fight. But like I mean, there's you know some some cinematic stuff. Like the it it looks like a is being presented as like a movie type you know thing instead. Yeah. Um, and I like the way that the it flows. All the other ones always had this weird thing where like. And I guess it was kind of started with the Mortal Kombat Injustice ones, where you play whenever you like play a character, you play like four fights as that character, and then moves on to another character. You play four fights at this character. Whereas this one, they all uh, it just it's dependent on how the story is going. So it'd be like you fight, you know, Ryu versus this guy, and then all of a sudden, like it'll be like now the Halsum versus this guy, and just kind of like moves around according to the story, as opposed to trying to fit them the story around the fights of the characters. Yeah. Uh, so it flows really well. Nice. Yeah. So how? Uh, oh, and then one last thing I played because, like I said, I played a lot of fucking stuff this week. Sure did. Busy and, boy. And people might be able to hear it in the sound of my voice, which is a little rough right now. Um, I played a lot of Rock Band last night. Oh, that takes me back. Uh, it certainly fucking did. No, <laughs> that's that takes, for sure. That takes me back. So when I was at my friends for the um, the Cinco de Reso? yeah the Cinco de Reso, um. <laughs> We were like sitting around after the race was done, and we're like, somebody was like, "Oh, remember the good old days of when you used to play rock band in your basement, like your friend's basement?" And we were like, "Oh yeah, those are the good old days. I wish we still had rock band." I was like, "I have rock band." So you went home and got rock band? Yeah, because I still I had bought rock band four and like never took it out of the box. Yeah, I think I did, but the process of trying to download all my old tracks on the PS4 was painstaking because. You couldn't just go to the game and download all of your stuff. Like you had to go into your download list and find all and like sort through all of the songs that you found and down redownload. It was just such a pain in the ass. Luckily for the Xbox, they just had a thing where like you put it on the game and hit manage game and it brings up all the DLC that you had for it and you just hit download all. Yeah, I think it, it's been a while since I tried to do it. Uh, so maybe it got better on the PS4. It was definitely really fucked up in the beginning. When yeah. the, the game first came out, even on the Xbox, it was also like really fucked up. And like not a lot of the songs were actually there. Um, I, I had taken... Uh, I had never like took the stuff out, but I did take the game out and install it beforehand. Yeah. And like make sure all that shit was downloaded. And it was the kind of thing where like every couple of months I would... You know, put it in again, or you don't even have to put it in because you can just like click on the the icon in your menu, yeah. and I'd be like, just check for more download content because no, it didn't have all because I have a fuck ton of ex, or rock band songs on the Xbox. I yeah. think I had last count tonight or last night when we were playing it, uh, I had eight hundred and sixty nine downloaded songs on it. So much because between all the DLC that I bought for Rock Band One, because they were putting out songs every week, and I think I was buying songs every week. Yeah, not all me too. of them, but like obviously, like 
the big one that I either thought that other people would like, that I would enjoy, or that I thought would just be fun to play, even if nobody particularly liked the song. Mm -hmm. So between all of those and all of the import the Rock Band 1 into Rock Band 2 into Rock Band 3, like disc unlocks. Yeah, and also I had like the Rock Band country track pack, the Rock Band, like the separate separate discs. Uh, Those all... You had got an import code to download them onto your system. So, yeah. like, all of those, Rock Band 1, 2, and 3, Lego Rock Band rock ACDC, bands. Lego Rock Band, Lego Green, or Rock Band Green Day. Lego Green Day Rock Band. Lego Green Day Rock Band. <laughs> That's my favorite of them is Lego Green Day Rock Band. Yeah, so all of those, like, downloaded, all that shit. Um, so, yeah, I, like, I went home, and I got it, and I brought it over, and we set it up, and we fucking played Rock Band until, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's that. Oh man, that was college. That was like sophomore, junior year of college. For yeah, me. we were we were figuring out, and I think it was like seven years since the last time we got the band back together again. Um, and like it was it was rough at first because your hands are not, you know. Yeah, they're not in the same spot they were. Nope they're, they're not as, they are not as loose loose as they used to be. No, not as dexterous. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but you know it's like riding a horse. You know, once you get the band back together, you just start grooving. And, yeah, and that really was it. What it was was what it was because as soon as like we kind of got into the groove, we were like, oh yeah, this is exactly how it is. I uh, I didn't play. I I haven't played rock band in quite some time, obviously. But I think I stopped because after college, I like all my friends. I don't trust them with my like very flimsy like rock band equipment like i'm just i just know someone's gonna break something and i'm not gonna be able to replace it so it's just like you know what no nobody gets to play anything it's going away yeah i know i, I was honestly thinking that because uh it didn't take very long for me to take a look at the um the drum pads and be like oh god they're so beat up but because these are fresh new drum set right out of the box last night never used before mm. so like i could already see all the fucking you know scuffs from Dude, getting hammered and stuff do you have the cymbals Yes. I love the cymbals. Mm-hmm. Pro pro drums after like Rock Band 3 was my favorite. Yeah. Uh, I never really played much of the drums. I played the guitar and I did the singing. Mm. And that's why my voice is a little rough tonight. Yeah, I always like doing the drums because but, uh, I've always wanted to play actual drums, but I've never been coordinated enough or have the money slash time to put into it. Mm-hmm. So this was like, you know, my fantasy baseball camp of being a drummer. <laughs> But I did I did sit down and play some of the drums last night, and I was like, I never really liked playing the drums before, but I was like playing it, and I was like, oh, wow, I actually like like the drums. This is pretty fun. Yeah. And it's one of those things where like I wish I could – every once in a while I get the urge to be like, oh, you know what? I should just bust those drums out and play them. But like – you know, I live with other people, and like, well, I mean, there were we, times I lived in apartments, and it's like I can't really play the drums because those other people are going to be really mad with me clamoring away at whatever yeah. time of night. All right. Well, I mean, after last night, we were like, we need to do this again because this was fun. So next time we uh, play rock band, I'll let you know. All right, sweet. Break you out. can come in and join the band. Yeah. Break out my my, uh, my skills. I gotta get like a, a, a USB multi tap or something because I forgot that they had like the harmonies for the singing. You could have like up to three people singing. Yep. And two other people do like the harmonies. So I got to figure out how to do that on the other one because on the 360 I had the wireless control or microphones, mm, so I didn't yeah. need to like connect them for that. But they don't work on the um on the Xbox, on the Xbox one. one. Yeah, all the uh, all the like dongles for the PS3 one all had extra USB taps in them after a while uh. because when the PS3 went from four USBs to two, they like built the USBs into the thing. So like you plug in like the drum dongle, and that also has another USB port for you to plug in like the mic into that and then you can plug in the guitar one that also has it so you end up like 
turning two into four really quickly. Yeah. My, uh, and on the Xbox One, it only has like one USB port on the front now. And I think two in the back, yeah. but one of them I have to have the external hard drive hooked up to. So, mm-hmm. like, I only get two USB ports at that point. Yep. And like, one of them you have to go around in the back to plug it in. So, yeah, I'm sure they have to have some sort of multi-tap for that. Yeah, I'm sure you can just get any USB multi-tap. I yeah. think is probably and sp- fine. And speaking of dongles, I ran into a weird thing this week because I went uh, looking for – I wanted to get a wireless headset um, just because I was, like, getting sick of having the wire – on the headset that I had, yeah. uh, the gaming headset. And I was surprised to find, I, I guess I, maybe I'm just naive, but I was like, I'm sure that there's obviously got to be some sort of just like Bluetooth headset, like wireless headset that will work for PS4 and Xbox One. Nope. Uh, not at all. I, I just figured like Turtle Beach had to have something like that. Triton. It was still even around. Like I don't follow the headset game anymore. Like I bought a pro whatever for PS4 back in the day, probably even PS3. And it works just fine now, and that's the only system I have that needs it, so I'm yeah. fine with it. Yeah, because I wanted to get something when I was playing God of War because I like kept wanting to like turn it up, but I didn't want it like too loud kind yeah. of thing because it sounds so cinematic. So I was like, I should just get like a wireless headset to wear while playing and like get the good surround sound vibe for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, there was no no ones that worked that. Uh, because like, I guess Microsoft kind of has its own like priority thing. Yeah, it has its own proprietary. Yeah, proprietary. Um, they don't share with anybody. Yeah, uh, except for Madcast to make Rock Band controllers. Um, but uh, they, yeah, so none for the uh, Xbox. I mean, you can buy ones that only work on Xbox. And I think Tur- that only Turtle work on PS4. Yeah, Turtle Beach had like proprietary ones that worked for the Xbox. Um, and for the PS4. Uh, surprisingly, they don't have like any that are Bluetooth. Like you have to get a dongle. Even the official like Sony PlayStation ones have like a, a dongle, dongle that you have to put in. Yep. And I'm like, how did they not make like it just Bluetooth compatible for the PlayStation? I don't think Bluetooth works uh, for headsets. I think Bluetooth is for controllers. Oh, maybe you, maybe you can't send like the proper sound signal through Bluetooth. Well, you, no, because I've got you, Bluetooth headsets for my phone. Yeah, no, you you could like the technology exists for it, but I don't think that technology exists in the PS4. Oh, because my friend bought AirPods. Um, yeah, I, I have told AirPods him how also. Much you love the AirPods, uh, and so he bought some and tried to connect it to his PS4, and I was like, oh no, you, you can't you can't do that. That's not a thing you can do. I don't think. Yeah, because like I've tried to connect. Bluetooth headsets to the PS4 before and it just doesn't find it. I yeah. think it's only for like keyboards and the like controllers, mice and controllers and things like that. Like it's for hardware, not for headphones. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I was really surprised by that. I just, I just figured by now that somebody had to make something that works for both of them that it could just work. Cause now I have to, if I want to get a like wireless headsets, I got to get two wireless headsets, one for each console to use. Yeah. That's why there's no incentive for it. If they, if they play nice and make it so you only have to buy one, it's like, well, then you'll just buy one from some other company rather than you having to buy theirs. Yeah. No incentive. Yeah. So they force they force your hand. So go buy a platinum gold headset for the PlayStation 4. Yeah. The gold ones look nice. Yeah. They have, uh, someone had them and they were comfortable. Tyler has them, I think. Oh, does he? And they're comfortable. Oh, I'll have to check them out. Yeah. Later today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't really play anything this week. Just more God of War. Uh, didn't play a ton of it. Just had a really, really busy week, so I didn't get to play a ton of it. I also missed out on the Splatfest. I didn't get to cast my vote for 
Leonardo or Raphael in Splatoon 2. Yeah, I didn't I try that either. Leonardo. The results are not in yet. I checked earlier today. Um, so uh, we will move right from the what we've been playing to the news of the week. Um, I had something in the lightning round that I think is just going to be our big main topic for the week because I feel like we could talk about it a little bit, and that is the trailer for Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, dropped this week with all kinds uh, of... The third trailer, I think this one is. It is technically the third trailer, but it's the first one that's like... Really got meet, something going yeah, on. Getting the nitty-gritty of it all. Uh, so what would you think, Joe? I mean, it looks awesome. Uh, you know, it, it can't really say that I wasn't expecting that, but yeah, it looked really, really fucking good. Um, I kind of feel like it didn't, you know, I don't know if it's I'm happy with this or a little disappointed. It, I feel like it didn't really give much away. It was just like, yeah, it's the Old West kind of thing. Yeah. Like You're getting a lot of Old West, but I didn't feel like I got much of the story. I just got a lot more, like, setting. Yeah, I don't really know what's happening. Like, other than you're going to be in the Old West. Did you play the first one? I didn't. Oh, okay. This one, you're playing, It's I think it takes it's place a, 12 years before the yeah, last it, game. It's a prequel. Yeah, and you're playing um, one of the members of the gang that you, John Marston, the character from the first game, mm-hmm. was a member of. So you're, now it's like when the gang, because when that one, like, the gang had been disbanded and you're going to hunt down the previous members of the gang. Yep. This one is like while the gang is still in full effect, going out, being outlaws, bank robbers, train robbers. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it looks, I'm, you know, I was going to buy it anyways. I was excited yeah. for it anyways. Like they, at this point, they don't even need to put fucking trailers out. So it's more of a, a treat when they put them out because it's not necessary. Yeah, because everyone's mind is pretty much made up on this game. Yeah. Like, you're either definitely going to get it or you're not. I mean, there are some people who are probably like, maybe after a while I'll get it. Yeah. But they're just like, I don't give a shit about Cowboys. That's kind of where I am. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I just never been a big, like, I almost started, pl- I've started playing Red Dead a couple of times. Like, once I was just like, yeah, right, I mean, I'm I guess gonna- if you haven't played the first one by now, it kind of just is what it is at that point. Yeah. But like, when Westworld started last year, I was super into Westworld. And that was the most I've ever been into anything like Cowboys related. You know, weird. I'm a big fan of the Cowboys. Never watched Westworld. Westworld is really good. I, I hear. I just have been like not really all that interested in it. Um, but so like that was the most I was ever into Cowboys of like. And anything. if you couldn't get into it at that point. And I tried playing it and it just it just hit me like every other Rockstar game does where it's like, all right, I want to just progress through the story. I want to play through this. I want to do all this stuff. But yeah, this mission is I have to run to the outskirts of this town and I have to it's like a day's ride and then I have to capture this guy and then i got to ride all the way back and get my next mission and then go ride out super far and then come back it was uh it was almost assassin's creedy a little bit like i know that it's deeper and it's a better game than that but it just seemed like i was just going on errands rather than doing cool stuff i mean i could see that so it, it kind of wore on me pretty quickly and i think probably something else came out that i was really interested in playing so i put that down and just never went back to it watching the trailer for this though made me be like all right it kind of like this does look fun uh, you know, and Westworld's back, so I'm in more of a Cowboys mode than, than yeah, previous. But, but, but I this just... game's going to be out long after you're out of Westworld mode. <laughs> no, but that that at least getting me the itch to try playing Red Dead 1 again. Oh, okay. But the problem is is that it's on PS3, and I'd have to plug the PS3 in, and I'm not, you know, I'm not downloading PS Now on my PS4 just to play this for a month or whatever. Like, it's just not... Yeah. It's not worth it. 
I almost but, did that with God of War. I was kind of like, oh, maybe I should just do the fucking PS Now thing. And I was like, I just don't want to put up. Well, with I that. had I had God of War one and two on the PS3, and I didn't even plug it in for that. I went and bought the collectors for like the collection for Vita. Yeah. Um. So I didn't even want to do it then. And that PS3 is backwards compatible, so I have that game three times over, I think. But yeah, I, I don't know. I it looks amazing. Like it looks gorgeous, but it also looks like a Rockstar game. Like it, it looks like the character models are all great, but something's just a little wonky about movements and things like that. It, it looks exciting, and and I have no doubt that people who are excited for it are gonna love it. Like it just looks awesome, but I don't know. It just doesn't. It doesn't hit me at that point where I'm like, yes, this, I'm in. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a big fan of the like, you know, Wild West setting, so it's kind of tailored to me. I always had a like an affinity for the like outlaw areas. That's why I'm a big fan of pirates and yeah. like a big fan of the old west. Um, I just kind of like that like the era when like you could kind of just be a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. See that that never that never hooked me yeah. so much. I'm a good guy. Hmm. I'm a good. I'm boy. a bad guy at heart. Yeah, you sure are. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no. I uh, I was also listening to because obviously with the new trailer also came a bunch of new like articles and features across the web and like people doing, you know, developer meetings and stuff like that and getting more uh, more in depth information is coming out about the game. And I was listening to something where they were talking about how like they've just they've taken it so much farther than the last Red Dead and like they've implemented so many new things like the horse in the game. It's kind of like. Um, the horses in breath of the wild where you have to kind of like, they have to trust you. Like you have to earn the trust of this horse. And so like if your horse dies and it can die, then like you have to go get a new horse, but then you're like starting from scratch with Mm -hmm. this horse. And they did that in the other ones. I can't tell you how many times I actually fucking killed the horse. Cause it had like the game would have like a lock on thing and like a guy would like ride in front of you and like your lock on would go right in the path of the horse and shoot the horse in the back of the head by accident. Ugh. Uh, and it always hurt every time. There was achievement for like uh, keeping your horse the whole game. No way. Oh no. Yeah. So it's stuff like that where I'm like, man, they're really putting in like some in depth stuff, and that seems like a really cool, not mechanic, but just like a really cool touch and thing to add to a game like this. Um, which you know, it it gets me closer to a point where I would want to play it. But I just don't know if I can bring myself to do it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's got to just be the thing you're into. Yeah, like I know the Rockstar games are good. I just, I, I can't mean, have play you ever them. been? Have you ever been a much a fan of Grand Theft Auto? Did you play? It's the same thing where I like I'll play Grand Theft Auto for like two weeks straight, and then I'm just bored. Huh. Like I don't like running around and doing stuff after the fact. Like I'm a big, I'm a big fan of like story driven games. That's why I like the God of Wars and Uncharted's and things like that. But. I think my problem with Rockstar games is they don't let me play the way I want to. They force me to play the way they want me to play. Well, I can see that. In terms of the story mode. Like, obviously, the sandboxness. See, like, I love the sandbox. Yeah. In the sandbox element, it's encouraging you to just go do whatever you want. Um, and a lot of times, what I want is to continue the story. And they're like, no, no, no. Go do sandbox yeah, stuff. It's you, like, but the story like, is need, really good. You need to go, you know, do a, like five pizza delivery missions for this guy before you can continue on with the story. Yeah, and it's just like, I can get that. That's what got me so frustrated about Grand Theft Auto Five was I really enjoyed, and I think I've talked about this before. I really enjoyed Michael's story. Yeah, and I wanted to keep playing Michael's story. It but it's like, like the most now you have to play as Franklin or Trevor, and you're like, yeah. no, I want to fucking play yeah. as Michael. Yeah, go be a crackhead for two missions. It's like, but I don't want to like. 
and that's a product of having three split narratives. Yeah. Um, so I, that probably all, I assume culminate together at the end. Like, yeah. I assume all of those story points converge, but, um, no, I fully understand that. I mean, I liked Grand Theft Auto five, but that was a really frustrating aspect of Grand Theft Auto five. And I'm yeah. glad that it looks like at least this one in, in Red Dead is just one character because yeah. I remember initially they were like, it's going to be seven characters. Cause they had that like seven silhouette thing with the like original teaser to- poster. Yeah. And I remember being like seven characters. No, no thank you. No, but then they were like, no, you're just playing as this one guy. So it's like, Oh, thank God. Yeah. But even so in games like, like that where it's still one guy but it's like all right i want to go do the next story thing it's like oh you can't go talk to that you know the ranch hand's not in right now so you need to go make sure that you know this other thing happens and then the ranch hand will just magically be back at the ranch yeah ask him the questions about the story yeah you can't help you until you wrangle his like five missing horses yeah it's just like it really i mean i guess that's story mode kind of but it just seems like busy work yeah um and so i feel like i get a lot of that from from Rock. And I think that's what made me stop playing Red Dead the first time was that like I wanted to progress in the story and it's like, no, this other random character needs help. So go help that person and then magically the person that you need will be there once you do these like five side missions. It's funny because our like gameplay styles are completely different because like in sandbox games, I'm like, I need to do everything I can. Yeah. And then I'll do the story mission. And then once you do the story mission, it unlocks a bunch of other little side missions. I'm like, I gotta get all of these done so they're all completely done so then I can do the next story mission. Yeah. Like, when I'm playing God of War, I'm trying to look around the world more than going straight through the story. Uh, but that's just because I like the world so much. And, and also, God of War really, like, rewards you for doing the side stuff. Yeah. Because, I mean, you get, a, like, a ton of, you know... Armor yeah. armor recipes or like crafting materials. And yeah, all that or there's kind of apples to increase your health. Mm-hmm. Like when I do stuff like that in Red Dead or in GTA, I get hundred bucks. You know, I get like a sack of gold, which it helps, but not to the extent that like increasing my health helps. And so I don't feel as rewarded for doing the side missions in games like that, uh, especially when I I'm being forced to and I just want to play through the story. Yeah. So. That's like that's still my big hang-up, and I don't know if this is going to change because that's the Rockstar formula, and it works, and people love it, and I have no ill will toward Like, I don't hate the game. I just know that it's not something that I'm typically into, even though I understand that it's a graphical achievement, and the story's probably great, and the voice acting's amazing, and there's all these cool mechanics. It's just when it gets down to, like, the nitty-gritty, I'm just not having fun. Mm. Well, who knows? Maybe the uh, next one will be the online mode stuff, and you'll be like, oh, okay, the online mode looks awesome, and you'll get really excited and want to play that. Potentially. Yeah, like, I certainly am intrigued by, like, the bank heist aspect of GTA Online, uh, mostly because that was one of the things I liked, wanted to do in the game, uh, but I didn't know enough people that played GTA Online, so it never was a thing where I could, like, wrangle enough people up, but I'm sure I'll... I mean, I knew people playing GTA Online, and it was still a pain in the ass to get, like... A good team together like regularly enough to play yeah online will will probably be a thing that makes or breaks it for me where if if it's a really cool mode that i'm intrigued by and i know enough people who are getting the game because i think a lot of people are getting this game uh, then that may push me over the edge of something i want to i want to try at the very least i may do like a red box or a rental mm. or something like that just yeah, to, give it a try yeah and then you know oh worst case scenario i paid six extra dollars for it i'll just go buy it right now it's no big deal hmm so, but yeah, anything else stuck out at you from the trailer? Anything intriguing? Um, no, not really. Uh, you know, it, it seemed, 
it was about what I expected. <clears throat> um, I feel like I would like to see a little bit more gameplay. Um, but it was the kind of thing where, like, I was wondering, like, is this gameplay or is this cutscene? Because or is, they've or gotten like so good. The yeah, they've gotten so good to the point where, like, I'm not sure if I can tell the difference between what's actual like gameplay right now and what's uh, just like a cutscene thing. Um, and I really want to see the online. That's what I'm hoping that the next one will kind of focus on, the next trailer, whenever it comes out. I would assume E3, you'll get information Oh, yeah, about I'm that. sure E3 is probably going to have a big uh, online showing. Yeah, I mean, trailers for this are very much like trailers for the Avengers movie, like for Infinity War, where it's like, you don't yeah. need it. Yeah, I, I'm... Everyone's going to see this movie. Everyone's going to play I'm this game. I'm definitely buying the game, so yeah. the trailer is just, like, more of a tease at this point to, like, kind of make me go, like, oh, okay, yeah, I know I'm buying this, like... Yeah, we put it out now. <laughs> we have to get here, um, and then so it's at the end of October, right? Yes, Last week in October. Had we had the release date before? I know it got pushed back, but they pushed it from like September to October. Uh, I don't think they've given like the general idea, but I don't think there was the official date. Yeah, so which was the twenty seventh, I think, somewhere in that range. Yeah, let me double check. I'm gonna look it up right now. I'm gonna look it up right now. Let's see. Do you have it? Did you find it? Uh, no. Red Dead Redemption 2. October 26th, 2018. I was a day off. I you said were, the 27th. You sure did. You were very close. Um, all right. Uh, well, I guess that'll do it for the big newsy portion of this episode. So we'll just move right into the lightning round, not lightning round for this week. Uh, so there's not much here. That was a very, very slow week in terms of gaming things, which was fine because it left more time for playing games. Uh, so lightning round. Mega Man's getting uh, a release, Joe, and it's not the type of release that we're accustomed to because it's not being released on disc, now is it? No. Uh, two actual Mega Man releases. Um, Dose the, releases. Yeah. So Capcom announced uh, an official re-release of Mega Man X and Mega Man... Or Mega Man X for the uh, Super Nintendo and Mega Man 2 for the original Nintendo on or original like cartridges, like legit physical releases of the original cartridges. Yeah. Um, Except they're blue. Yes. Uh, they Well, the Mega Man X one is like Arctic white, I guess you would call the yeah, color. Yeah, it's like a light. It's like snow blue. Yeah, it's like really, of, really yeah. like snow blue. Uh, and the uh, Mega Man 2 is getting like a Mega Man colored like teal blue. Um, and they're also going to have uh, special ones, I think. Uh, so for the <clears> – or <throat> each cart is getting um, – 8,500 copies released, and 1,000 of those will be a special uh, limited edition opaque white or opaque light blue version. And then there's also going to be a super rare translucent glow-in-the-dark one. Get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, Not one, but uh, there's going to be, I think that's one. Okay, so yeah. So 7,500 are going to be the opaque light blue, opaque light or, uh, white, and then 1,000 copies are going to be the translucent glow-in-the-dark versions of them. Gotcha. So, uh, but they're all just going to be randomly mixed in the 8,500 batch. So when you get it, you're going to have a... One in 8,000 chance of getting something. Yes. Yeah. Of the like the special edition ones. Hmm. Um, so, like, cross your fingers. Each cartridge is going to be 100 bucks. Yeah. Which is... Kind of ludicrous, I would say, because yeah. I mean they're just the cartridges in a, a new case. Like, but it's also a game that's popular. So on a collectible market, I assume it would be 
more expensive if it was just the regular original game at this point. But now you've got a special edition one, and it's limited. Like, I don't know. I actually, you're paying collector prices, essentially, at this point. Yeah, For I a guess. new in-box version of a classic game that's also special in some way. Yeah, and they come with, like, the original packaging boxes. Yeah. So, uh, and manual. Um, I mean, it's cool. Like, I've been buying up old cartridges recently true. for both the Super Nintendo and the original Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, I already have a copy of Mega Man X, like the original yep. one. Uh, not with the box, but the original cartridge. Um, and when I saw that, I was like, oh, cool. Like, this this sounds interesting. Like, I might want to buy this. And I saw that they were 100 bucks, and I went, oh, no. Like, I don't think I would pay 100 bucks for the original cartridges, let alone one of them that just comes with a special different colored case. I'm looking right now to see what a copy of Mega Man 2 costs on eBay. Uh, it shows me the I am 8-bit one for $100, which is the one that we were discussing. It's on eBay? No, that's just like when I typed it into Google. Oh. So a brand new copy. This is sealed. Oh, well, brand new sealed. Yeah. Sealed inbox, $680. Damn. Uh, let's see. New, just like a regular box, like non-box copy. $48. So some pre-owned ones for like 25 and things like that. But I mean, if you had a new pristine one, 50 bucks, now you make it a collector's item and make it rare and blue. And I could see, I could see a hundred dollars being something that makes sense for that. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't shame any, buy it. Yeah, if, if somebody was like a really big Mega Man fan and they yeah. really wanted them, I wouldn't shame them. I'd be like, okay, that's cool. That's but, a legit purchase. For yeah. You. yeah. Like if it was a hundred bucks for both of them, maybe like I would pay 50 bucks. Yeah. But a hundred bucks a piece. Nah, too much for me. Yeah. Too rich for your blood. Uh, all right. Uh, lightning round. We got some switch news this week. Uh, one of which has nothing to do with the console itself, just its controller. Uh, yeah, so uh, Steam finally added uh, Switch support or support for the Switch Pro controller on Steam, which is good. Yeah, it's like the more controller options that you have available to you, the better. Yeah, and in, I mean, there might be some people out there that you know they don't have an Xbox and they don't have a PlayStation, so they don't have one of those controllers, but they do have a Switch because it's a very like kind of niche market almost. Yeah. Where I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that don't game regularly enough to care about a console, but they'll buy a Switch. Yeah. Um, and I mean, this is good because I recently just bought, uh, I, this week I bought, um, uh, Wii U pro or a switch pro controller. Uh, did you get just the regular black one? Or did you get one of the fancy ones? Uh, I, I wanted to find the Splatoon ones, but they got discontinued and yeah, they like cost a lot more online. I would have wanted that one, but I just, yeah, boat. I just got the regular one. Um, because, uh, John had been coming over my like house to hang out recently. And I was at one point I was like, Oh, we should play Kirby. But I was like, oh, but I only have one of the controllers. You can't play that sideways. Like with each joy. I could have, but I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Take that John. Yeah. He's not here this week. So we could talk about him. Mm-hmm. Take that. But I did go out and buy a pro controller so that we could yeah. play together. Take literally take, take that. Take that. <laughs> literally take that. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, I got that new Kirby game. Cause I was like looking for stuff to play. Yeah. It's I a own- dynamite. I like that controller a lot. Oh yeah, I, I like I never actually really held one until I like took it out of the box, and I was just like, "Oh wow, this feels like really, really comfortable." It's so much better than the Wii U Pro Controller. Like the Wii U Pro Controller felt like the like the Wii U gamepad, where it just felt a little cheap. Mm. Uh, whereas this one feels like a you know an Xbox. It or, feels very, very solid. Yeah, it's a good controller. I mm-hmm. really like it. It's it's the only way I play when it's in TV mode. Like I don't, I just leave the Joy Cons on the side. I don't ever use that cradle anymore. Yeah, I have. Well, I have. I have four Joy Cons, 
and I have just the two that I just leave on the system that I'm like, I don't even want to bother taking these off. And then I had a separate one with the cradle that I would just play, you know, if I want yeah. to play TV mode, I would just use that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that was like fine for me for the longest time. I was like, yeah, this feels fine. Like, but then once I got the like actual pro controller in my hand, I was like, oh, I get why people would buy. Because yeah. at first I was like, why would people pay an extra like 70 bucks for one of these? You bought two extra Joy-Con. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like you were just going with the two regular ones. Like, you spent extra money on controllers, too. But now you see why. It's yeah. Good, it's a good controller. Yeah. I bought it from Mario Kart because the other one was like, it, it's fine, but it's just a little cramped. For like for me, anyway, I, I got a little cramped when I was playing like Zelda originally. So, from when Mario Kart came out, I was like, no, I'm going to want the full like controller experience for this. Uh, and I've been happy with that purchase ever since. It's mm. great for Splatoon as well. Yeah. I also bought an extra PS4 controller as well because I only had one PS4 controller. Same. Yeah, yeah it's, I only have the one as well. Yeah. It, you know, um, and I wasn't sure. I don't know if it's just maybe that I didn't use mine for a long time, but it seems like the PS4 battery life is not very long. Yeah. The I PS4 controller. I don't know if that's just because I'm bad at charging it like properly, uh, but... It's one of those things where, yeah, I'll notice. Like, I'll start a, like a session of playing God of War, and like by the end of it, the control will be down to one bar, yeah. and I'll be like, I only feel like I only played for like two and a half hours. Yeah, I I don't know if it's just that my you know it's older and it's dwindling, or if there's maybe a problem with the newer controllers because we have the new. Yeah, we have the ones. That mine came with the PS4 Pro. Yeah, exactly, same as mine. So I don't know. Maybe it's just that, or maybe I'm just bad at charging it, or I leave it on when I, you know. Like, it's on longer when it's in rest mode, so it, like, diminishes quickly. I don't know. But, yeah, yeah no, I, I get that same kind of feeling from it. Yeah. Well, I just bought a new one. I have, I just took it out of the box. haven't, like, actually turned it on or anything yet. I got the Steel one because it was on sale at Walmart. I still miss the – I still wish I had gotten the 20th anniversary one. What one was that? The one where it was, like, the gray. It looked like a PS1 controller, and it had, like, the, oh, the yeah. coloring or whatever. I didn't on get it. that one either. That one yeah. looked good. But that was also super expensive. Like, it was, like, a $70 controller as opposed to 60 or whatever they cost now. Yeah. That was one of the things that happened because I went to be- I was at Best Buy walking around, and, like, the standard black controller was, like, $48. Yeah. But – all of the other colored ones were 65. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking weird. And like, yeah, I don't. And then I went to, um, I went to, cause I didn't want to just have two black controllers. I was like, I want, I like having like a little bit of variety to them. Like, I don't like having two of the same controller. I see. I normally do, but with the, the PS4 that I had before, I liked having a second color because then I could know which one needed to be charged and which one I needed. Like, which one was the good? Like, if one of them got a wonky button, mm-hmm. I would know. Like, all right, the black one has the wonky button, but the blue one is the one that works perfectly fine. So that's the one I'm going to use. Yeah. So I was like, I was looking at that, and I was like, oh, I don't want to pay sixty five bucks, but I also don't want to buy just two black controllers. So then I went to Walmart, and they had them for sixty bucks. I was like, all right, they're at least five bucks cheaper here. Yeah. So I like bought it, brought it up to the register, and the guy rang it up, and it was like forty eight dollars. So I was like, okay, here, done deal. Here's my money. Deal. Yeah. All right, uh, lightning round, continuing with the Switch news, even though we were just talking about PS4 controllers. Uh, Ikaruga is coming to the Switch. Joe, tell us about Ikaruga. What is it? Did you never play Ikaruga before? I know what it is. Tell the the people at home. Uh, Ikaruga is a game notoriously known to be one of the, like, most difficult but most interesting um, bullet hell games. A bullet hell game is a, Mm -hmm. um, like, traditionally it's a, like, a flight-based game that uh, you're just flying around 
constantly trying to avoid getting shot by millions and millions of enemy bullets flying at you in every from every direction. Yeah, you have unlimited ammo typically, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, uh, I think like the original one might have been like Life Force or what was that, like 1942? I was going to say 1942 is not quite bullet hell but like it is it's the it was kind of like the genesis of it probably yeah, i loved those games mm-hmm. i i remember playing those on the nes i always liked those i think top gun was a game like that but yeah uh ikaruga had a, a an interesting mechanic of um you could flip your ship and like change the polarity of it so that it was either white or black and all of the projectiles were either white or black so if your ship was black and you were hit by a black projectile you actually absorbed it um, and would like charge up your energy for like a super shot with it, but you could like con- you're so you're constantly like flipping your ship to um, match the incoming bullets because you know they would come fast and furious from both of the you know the spectrums yeah. of the color. So I mean the kind of thing where you're like constantly flipping. It was known for being particularly uh, innovative as well as frustratingly hard. Um, it's a very popular game coming to the Switch. Uh, I'll pick it up. But I always have uh, one of those. It's one of those games where like. I'm always down to give it another try. How old is this game? Because I feel like it's like 15 years old, right? It's, yeah, it's got to be pretty old at this point. Uh, let me see when the original date came out for it. Um, but, I mean, it's one of those games that like gets re-released on every console all oh, the time. Yeah. Uh, 2001 is originally came out. Okay, so yeah, 17 years. Yeah, because I remember seeing videos about this on like the early days of you know, internet and game facts and things like that, being like, what the fuck is this game? Mm-hmm. I think GameCube was the first system it was released on. Well, I think it was originally released, it was an arcade. Uh, no, it came out on the Dreamcast first. There you go. See, ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Just like the Dreamcast itself. Yeah. No, um, it says this was a port, so it might have been arcade first. No, it was arcade first. Yeah. Ar- arcade in Japan, but the first, like, console release it got was on the... Um, Yep. On the Dreamcast. Okay, here you go. Here's everything. Uh, Dreamcast, GameCube, PC, Xbox 360. Oh, really? I feel like it was released on more systems. Nope. Huh. I mean, it's probably, like, on the 360 and then on the, like, the Xbox One is a, you know, whatever. Uh. Backwards compatible something or other. But, yeah. I originally I originally got it on the GameCube was the first time I played it. And then, yeah, I downloaded the Xbox 360. See, I have never played it because game. I owned none of these systems. Well, now you can give it a try on the uh, Switch. That's true. I could. I probably won't, but I could. I would be interested to see how poorly you do. <laughs> I Probably real poorly. I guarantee you, though, I will play this because I know at least one or two other people who will buy it. Mm. One of them is sitting right in front of me. Yep. So I will probably play it. Yeah. How bad would you feel if I was just like nasty at it? Just like beginner's luck all I would, the way. I would be actually incredibly impressed. Okay. I wouldn't even be mad. I would be like, damn, all right. That's what I'm hoping for. Beginner's luck, because the skill will not carry me. So <laughs> come on, beginner's luck. All right, uh, lightning round. Uh, the God of War game is incredibly popular, as we have discussed. Uh, both Joe and I love it. Uh, Tyler also loved it. Our uh, main event podcast brethren yeah he actually beat it he did beat it um and he wasn't even gonna get it like originally he wasn't even gonna buy it he was just gonna like borrow it out and rent it and uh ended up buying it and loving it yeah Uh, he said he like bought it for 48 at best buy and then like traded in for 33 33 yesterday Mm -hmm. so yeah so, I mean, he definitely got his money worth out of it at that point. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it sold incredibly well. In fact, it is the fastest-selling PS4-exclusive game ever. 
Uh, yep. Uh, in three days, it sold 3.1 million copies. So it sold a million copies a day. Yep. Uh, that's pretty crazy considering that, like, a lot of games getting a million dollars within or a million copies sold within like the first like two weeks is a big deal. Yeah, month even. For some yeah, games. for yeah. So selling a million copies a day for three days straight is pretty fucking nuts. Yeah, I mean it's not like Call of Duty and its heyday numbers where they sold like twenty million copies in a day or whatever, but. Uh, it's still super impressive, and rightfully so, because it's a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. I think the early strong reviews definitely changed a lot of people's minds, uh, because people actually got a chance to see that this is different. This isn't just the God of War of old. There's new stuff. There's cool stuff. It's fun. Trust us. Get the game. Because um, I think the reviews were out for like a week and a half before the game was. Because yeah. I know I had to They were definitely to... confident in the reviews. Yeah. Because, you know, you sometimes you get the games that are like, uh, review embargo. Like, no reviews until midnight that day, like yeah, the, the day, day it before. gets released. Yeah. We don't want anybody knowing nothing. Yeah. When you hear that, you're like, that's not a good sign. But when they're like, here's fucking reviews everywhere a yeah. week in advance. Let everyone know how great it is. Then you're like, okay, they're confident in this game. Yeah. So I think that probably flipped a lot of people who were just on the fence of like, I never liked God of War or... I played those games. They belong back in 2013. Like they don't they have no place now. I'm done with it. It's dumb. Kratos is one dimensional, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Whatever excuses you have or like, you know, varying opinions on why you did or did not like God of War back in the day. And I think those reviews changed a lot for people to where they were like, oh, fuck. I, this actually sounds like an awesome game. I'm going to go get it. Day one, day two, day three. Yeah. Did you see that um, uh, Corey Barlog, the main uh, developer for the game, said that he has five more games? Yes. He in, has. In, like, plan? Yeah. He has the story arc idea for five more. Will we get there? Almost certainly not. No. I, d- I definitely. This has the making of a trilogy, another trilogy at least. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of those things where. It depends on the sales. Like, if they see diminishing sales game over game, or if, like, the second one yeah. isn't as well-received, then the third one might be, like, the last straw. Like, I just... Planning out for five is a lot. Yeah, five definitely seemed like a good number. I definitely said, like, okay, I can definitely see this being a trilogy. Um, especially since there's so much to um, Norse mythology. Yeah that they're not touching on at this point where I'm like, okay, clearly like they're going to have to bring, cause I know a lot about Norse mythology yeah. and I'm like, okay, so the, clearly they're not like bringing this character in yet. Cause it's somebody that's going to have to come in later on kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah, I mean, that'll be interesting to see what else they can go with it. I don't think that there's another, like, I don't think you continue this on further than, cause there's no like other grand religion that you could go with in terms of God and stuff like, cause everything after like the Norse is like single. Yeah. There's just the one person yeah. kind of thing. Uh, uh, I mean, they could do Indian, have them fight Vishnu. It's true. You could go to India. Yeah, I guess. That's the only other religion that kind of like has of a, a pantheon of, they don't uh, a, do they have a God of war. They don't need a God of war. You could just go and fight more gods. That's true. If he's just on a war path to, just kill all the gods. Yeah. I mean, anything could turn where he finally just goes like, okay, I just need to kill every god there yeah. is. I mean, he hates gods. He yeah. He doesn't find them trustworthy. So I get that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the, the five is just within Norse mythology, which I'd be fine with. But I think I don't think we'll ever get to five. I think no. we'll probably get three. That was the kind of thing where uh, one of the things where going back to the Vita thing, I was like, I feel like 
one of those back in the day, like two of those, we would, that would have been the Chains of Olympus and Ghost of Sparta. Like two yeah. of those would have been on that list. Yeah. Of the things. Cause yeah. Well, I think those were always prequels to games. So I feel like those were one, at least one of them would have filled in the gap between three and f- what is this one? Yeah. Even though it's not called four. It's yeah. Just... Cause I would have liked to have known more about the wife from like what I've heard from the kids, like the little snippets of them talking about yeah. things where he would, you know, say something about like at one point in the game, he's like, uh, the son asks him, you know, how was, how was mom? And he was like, she was a great warrior and yeah. she fought beautifully. I actually just played that part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he says like, she fought beautifully. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of want to like see her fight now, you yeah. know, like, which is, it's weird because like part of it is I kind of like that I'm getting these story details in this game where I think I would want to play it as a prequel, be like, oh, I've heard so much about this person. Now let me go play her as opposed mm-hmm. to I would have played something to do with her first, four, like three years ago. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, I would take prequels and things. And if that's part of the five is these little half stories that are maybe smaller um, that he could do as like standalone DLCs. We're like, it's not a fully fledged God of War five. Like um, Lost Legacy. Uncharted. Yes. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, here's this snippet that part of this story, that's part of this arc, that's this setting. And it's a, you know, it's a five hour or an eight hour campaign and it's 40 bucks. Like maybe that's what one of those five are. And that I think would be a lot better. You do three mainline 30 hour campaign And then two spinoff ones. And then two like story DLCs. Uh, Did they say anything about DLC for this game? I haven't heard that there there was no season pass or anything like that. No. It doesn't seem like the kind of game that gets DLC. Like Uncharted, except for Lost Legacy, which was kind of more of a standalone game, didn't really get story dlc no it got some multiplayer stuff yeah the multiplayer in that was never a really big deal so last of us got story player dlc yeah and i think last of us too will probably as well but yeah i mean we'll see uh i'm i'm sure i'll be down for it if when they announce stuff maybe we'll we will get prequel stuff or maybe he finds a way to take some of those ideas and condense it down for dlc which i think would be a better play than five well at that point, six whole games. Yeah, well, because six whole games, when are we going to stop playing these? you got to think how long. You don't want to churn these out one after the other like a Call of Duty style. You're going to have to wait three, four years for the next one. And mm-hmm. so, you know, what, 20 years down the line are still playing this God of War story? It just seems seems too much. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see, though. I mean, we'll definitely talk about it if and when they give more information on things like that. Um, But we'll jump to our last topic for the lightning round, not lightning round for this week, which is uh, the 2018 Video Game Hall of Fame inductees. Yay. Woo. Woo. Um, So, yeah, every year they they pick um, four games to induct into the Hall of Fame. Um, this year, uh, they included Space War. I don't know Space War. Space War, uh, shit, what was Space War? I'm gonna look it I up. think that was, a, um, it wasn't even, like, on a console. It was, like, a standalone thing. It was, like, you know how they had the Pong consoles back in the day? Like, Pong Pilots? No, Pong consoles. Oh, Pong. Yeah, like, it wasn't, it was a standalone thing that only played Pong. Uh, nope, this is a video game cartridge for the Atari 2600, released in 1978, uh, and it's an Atari version of Space War, the 1962 computer game by Steve Russell, maybe? Um, I mean, that might be the one. Uh, the one that they're inducting is officially for the PDP-1 computer system. Yep. 
Yep, which is like a standalone box of its own. Yeah. Uh, Space War is a space combat game developed in 1962 by Steve Russell in collaboration with some other dudes. Uh, Let's see. It was installed at MIT. It was written for the newly installed PDP-1 at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. There you go. Yep. Super old. Yep. Um, Kind of gameplay we had here for this for this sucker. Uh, Two monochrome spaceships called the Needle and the Wedge, each controlled by a player, attempting to shoot one another while maneuvering two-dimensional plane in the gravity well of a star. I said against the backdrop of a star field, so it looks a lot like asteroids. Uh, yep, that's what I think is you're just fighting at each other, yep. and the thing is that you're trying to use the gravity pull of the star at the center of the map to arc the bullets to try and hit the opponent. Yep, and one of the ships looks like a penis. It certainly does. Yep, it 100% just looks like a dick. Um, okay, so that was the first one, Good job, uh, going Space way, War. way back in the day. Uh, after that is uh, John Madden Football. For the just a series, s- nope. The first game in the series, oh, the okay. original John Madden Football for the um, the Sega Genesis. Mm. It's also a space war game. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it's a John Madden flying a spaceship that shoots uh, footballs out of it. Yep. Uh-huh. It's a rare crossover. Yep. Uh, and then after that, um, they are inducting the original Tomb Raider. Released in 1996. Cool. So going back all the way to the initial involvement of Laura Croft. And the last game added uh, to the thing is uh, Final Fantasy VII. I'm surprised that wasn't in there already. Um, I'm looking at the uh, list of current inductees, the things that are already in there. It's actually the first Final Fantasy getting added to the system or to the uh, Hall of Fame. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised um, by that. Yeah, I'm honestly like I'm surprised it was that one before like Final Fantasy um, uh, three or six in America, which. I thought it was the better game. I mean, both of them are great. This one, you know, obviously took like storytelling to the next level kind of thing. Um, but it seems like a weird one for the first one to be added, even above just maybe the original Final Fantasy on the Nintendo. Uh, so I'm looking at, I think, what the nominees were for this year. Oh, okay. Uh, these are the finalists. So even before the ones, so these are some of the ones that didn't make it Asteroids, uh, the original Call of Duty. Uh, the original Dance Dance Revolution, uh, Final Fantasy VII obviously did make it. Half-Life is on here. Madden made it. King's Quest was a finalist. Metroid, Ooh. Minecraft, Ms. Pac-Man, uh, and then Space War and Tomb Raider. Minecraft? So, yeah. I feel like Minecraft is too current. It's too new. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely... It's definitely... I mean, it isn't still like the highest-selling video game of all time. I guess it does earn its place well, no, in the Hall I of mean, Fame. Uh Grand Theft Auto, as we talked about that. A oh, shit. Ago. Yeah, that's of course. The, that's the greatest selling thing of all time. That's right. Um, no, I mean, Minecraft is obviously a big deal and it's, you know, transcends ages and like all kinds of different stuff. Like it's it's important, but it's not it's still too new for a Hall of Fame uh, type induction. I'm surprised games like Miss Pac-Man, Metroid weren't in it already. Uh, Pac-Man's already in. Miss Pac-Man, though. Miss oh. Pac-Man was a finalist. Oh, of the, of the finalists? Yeah, she was one of the finalists, Ms. Pac-Man. Mm, I mean, maybe they thought because Pac-Man's already in there. Yeah. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Uh, other inductees into the Hall of Fame include Donkey Kong, Doom, Grand Theft Auto 3, Halo Com- Combat Evolved, uh, The Legend of Zelda, The Oregon Trail, mm-hmm. uh, Pac-Man, like I said, Pokemon Red and Green, Pong, The Sims, Sonic the Hedgehog, Space Invaders, Street Fighter 2, Super Mario Brothers, Tetris, and World of Warcraft. Yep. You got that right here. 
this picture for the Oregon Trail on their website is just an old Wild West like prospector and just on a computer. Yeah, and what looks like Ron Howard from uh, <laughs> like the Andy Griffith Show, just playing at a computer inside of what is clearly like a log cabin. Like, it's a very creepy picture. Like, why is this kid with this old prospector? What's going on, Oregon Trail? Did you ever finish Oregon Trail? Did I ever finish it? Yeah. Probably. I, I don't, don't think I've ever actually completed Oregon Trail. Oh, I feel like I've made it to the other side. I think I eventually I kind of just kind of, like, try and get myself killed. No. No, I mean, it's been so long since I played Oregon Trail. I think, I I feel like I must have. But yeah. that would have been... I never completed Oregon Trail. It's 20 years ago, so... Probably even longer than that. Give or take, yeah. Hmm. I mean, maybe for you, longer. Yeah. But you're older, so yeah, that will do it. Uh, so that will do it for this week, though. Uh, Hall of Fames. Anything that you're looking forward to to getting inducted next year, Joe? Any any games you want to see on that list? Oh boy, that's a tough question. Um, hmm. Well, while you think about that, you people at home can let us know what you would like to see as a finalist for a video game. Yeah, Hall of maybe Fame. something we'll go back to next week. On Facebook and Twitter, at Broken Clock Pods, let us know what games that you would like to see as an inductee, maybe some older ones, no newer ones, because I think those are just, you know, you got to wait your turn, despite how, you know, influential or popular. Like, Grand Theft Auto V will get there eventually. Yeah. I don't think that's a soon thing. Probably when Grand Theft Auto Six comes out and it's no longer the Grand Theft Auto game. Then people can start talking about its place as one of the greatest. But three is already in there, so I don't. Like I said, I don't know if maybe they won't, don't want to like double up on franchises. That's too true. recently. Yeah, that's true. And like, there are better Maddens than the original John Madden football. Yeah. So, oh, definitely. But I think that's just from a gameplay standard. Like, you put this first one in. That's why I said I was confused at why Final Fantasy VII is the first one inducted instead of just Final Fantasy. But maybe it's because Final Fantasy I wasn't as well-received. I mean, Street Fighter II is in there, and no one likes Street Fighter One. Yeah. Well, I mean, Grand Theft Auto Three is in there, and no one played One, Two, or London 69. I did. I know, but like in terms of cultural yeah, relevance, it didn't, it didn't did. hit its stride until yeah, that one exactly. came out. So, yeah, let us know. Facebook and Twitter, at Broken Clock Pods, what you would like to see in the Video Game Hall of Fame. Um, I got it. I know what my inductee would be. There you go, Joe. What is it? Snake. Snake is a good one. Mm-hmm. You know, any kind Wasted of those, a like, lot of time playing Snake back yeah, in the day. Snake, Brick Breakers, just like those classic like little arcade things that then got ported over to phones and graphing calculators and every system known to man. So, no, that wouldn't be a that wouldn't be a bad one. I would definitely like to see something like that in there. But that will do it then uh, for this episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Remember, you can find the Gamescast every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. Uh, you will also see a new episode of our Broken Clock's main event for uh, up there as well at the exact same time because we've got a pay-per-view tonight uh, for WWE Backlash. So if you are a wrestling fan and you haven't checked that out, please check out the main event. It is on the same channel that you got this game show from. Uh, Everybody's favorite pay-per-view. Backlash. Well, it's a it's a new kind of pay per view. It's the first co branded of the new kind of thing, so it's not a major four. It's just a regular old pay per view with everybody on it. So we'll see what that looks like in the changing landscape of uh, of wrestling. So uh, we'll have some stuff to talk about on that show, so you can listen to that as well. Uh, as I stated just a few moments ago, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, so please let us know uh, what you thought about the Hall of Fames. What's your highest score in Ikaruga if you've played it before? Uh, and what you're most looking forward to in Red Dead Redemption 2? Or are you on the fence like me and you're not really looking forward to it and you just want to talk to 
someone who's also not looking forward to it because everyone else is, uh, you can let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, but once again, for the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast, my name is Adam. And I'm Joe. And thanks so much for listening. Goodbye.